Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, all of you beautiful people. Jules here for WhatCulture.com. And as we all know, sometimes a video game hero is only as good as the weapons at their disposal, as all this bluff and bluster isn't going to mean much if you're taking on the devil himself with naught but a spoon, and not their super-powered oversmith spoons from Skyrim. Therefore, it's in the developer's best interest to kit out the player with tools and equipment to help them save the day as best they can. And while it's rare for games to dole out their best kit in the early hours, come the close of a title, you'll likely be carrying with you enough guns and explosives that even Neo from The Matrix would say, whoa. Yet, with the ever-present shadow of video game sequels being cast on the experience, sometimes devs have to take our favourite toys away from us in order to earn them all over again. And in some rare cases, they'll even scrap the weapon entirely, meaning you've got fewer options overall. So let's take a look at them. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are eight amazing video game weapons that were dropped in the sequels. Number eight, Battlefield 2042, the Ace 23, and many, many more. Now, as of the time of recording this, the latest entry into the established and much-loved Battlefield franchise is not faring as well as the devs nor the publisher EA would have hoped. With big changes to the overall formula, fans are rightly pointing out that Battlefield 2042 seems to be chasing trends rather than setting them and providing a rather anemic shooter experience as it goes, and the less said about the myriad of bugs the better. Yet one facet that has truly caught flack from the fans has been its weapons, or more specifically, the lack of them. With the game only presenting a meagre armory of 22 items items at launch. And when you consider that Battlefield 4 launched with over 70 death-dealing items and support bits as well, this just smacks of a title holding onto the best guns until it can find a way to charge you for them. Fans expecting to wield the likes of the Ace-23 from Battlefield 4 will be sorely disappointed as not only is this gun absent, which I guess is excusable because of the time shift between titles, but its closest cousin, the AC-42, is utterly useless by comparison, offering less accuracy, more recoil, and lower damage. Cheers for that. Number seven. Batman Arkham Knight The Shot Gloves I think the only thing more frustrating than knowing you can't get Batman to wield the incredibly powerful shot gloves from Arkham Origins within the Rocksteady Trilogy caped crusader Kappa Arkham Knight is actually finding the gloves within the latter title and having to witness Batman refuse to use them. That's right, the most powerful weapon or fist upgrade is in Arkham Knight, but thanks to his warped sense of wanting to take on goons with a bit more of a challenge, Juicy Bruce here denies the player the joy of ramping up the amps and giving goons a shocking surprise. Part of this might be down to how overpowered this upgrade was in Arkham Origins, but couldn't they at least be an unlock for new game plus to add a bit of super-powered levity to the otherwise pretty dour tone of the game? Instead, all we got was a reminder of how good we had it in the prequel and the added salt rub in the wound by Batman turning his nose up at an easy fight. Oh, too good for these, are you? But you were happy to use all of your other ridiculous gadgets though in a battle, weren't you, mate? Number 6. Crackdown 2 The Agency Vehicle Upgrades 
Now, usually I'd not consider a car a weapon, even though in the hands of some drivers it most certainly could be, but when it comes to Crackdown, these beasts were truly the masters of the road. In the original Crackdown, the player could level up their driving skill by performing tight turns, drifts, and catching such sick air that those at the World Health Organization were on the bloody phone. And by doing so, their agency vehicle would begin to transform around them. This was easily one of the purest pleasures of this game, getting behind the wheel and watching your chosen vehicle bang a whole load of roids expanding in size and even developing new weapons or abilities. A personal favourite was the scoop on the agency's supercar as it now allowed you to fling other cars into the air. However, what brought the experience crashing down was Crackdown 2's choice to remove this evolution feature and instead reward the player with preset cars at certain levels. This had a knock-on effect of some of the features of the super vehicles being split across others, meaning that while you still had rolling death fortresses, it wouldn't have guns and a hover feature, but either guns or a hover feature. Rubbish, right? Therefore, while players had more choice in theory, they were actually getting less bang for their buck. Number 5. Halo 4 Dual Wielding Now what greater, or should that be worst, example is there of a game dropping amazing weapons than the move from Halo 3 to 4, which saw the entire double wielding feature scrapped entirely? What this meant for players is that while all of the guns you could use with this feature were technically present in the game, the custom loadouts that they would offer and the interesting plays you could create with them were gone entirely. A firm favourite of this mode, the Plasma Pistol and Needler, was an excellent one-two punch that removed shields and then turned enemies into pincushions. However, the devs thought that this changed the flow of the game drastically as melee and grenade options aren't available while holding two guns, which is fine in theory, but in practice, that is a choice for the player to make, and therefore scrapping the idea meant that we actually had fewer combat options to play with. Number 4. Devil May Cry 4 Nevin and Other Devil Arms The Devil May Cry series is no stranger to weird and wonderful weapons, but things definitely seem to hit their peak meme madness with Devil May Cry 3, which allowed Dante to wield all sorts of insane weaponry, such as a pair of twin swords that look like McCain's crinkle-cut oven chips, a set of boots and gauntlets that let you punch seven bells out of enemies, and of course, the most ridiculous of all, Nevin, aka the Guitar of Doom. Unlocked after defeating the demon of the same name, Nevin is basically the most banter weapon in a collection of banter weapons, allowing the player to use the literal power of rock to smash opponents into dust. Also, it turned into a scythe, which was pretty cool. Therefore, it was a huge shame to see that the axe got the cut in subsequent titles, and even more insultingly, was hand-waved away as Dante having sold it and other devil arms to pay his bloody rent. Number 3. Splinter Cell Conviction The Knife Now, normally a humble knife wouldn't see the light of day on a list like this, because in all fairness, when it comes to video games, unless said blade is about two feet long, covered in hot topic goth tassels, and is able to butter evil onto the pavement in seconds, we tend not to even think about it. However, in a series that is so reliant on stealth, subterfuge, and this much Sam Fisher, it's certainly noticeable when it's not part of your inventory. Now, to Conviction's credit, the tone of the game shifted massively from its origins as a stealth action pioneer. As here, Sam was much more out-and-out aggressive, taking down his prey with extreme prejudice in some cases. Subtlety is out of the window definitely seemed to be the message that Ubisoft was giving to the player. And yet, a lot of the encounters still revolved around Sam taking down groups of enemies without alerting them to his presence. And indeed, he was placed in situations where he'd break the necks of guards or incapacitate them in other ways. So I ask you, where was his signature artery opener? Number 2. Half-Life 2 Episode 2 The Supercharged Gravity Gun If there is one thing even more embedded into the Half-Life franchise than Gordon Freeman and his spectacular crowbar, it is the almighty gravity gun, as thanks to Valve leaning fully into the physics-based fun that came with it, 
gamers young and old came to adore how gravity could be manipulated in brutal and hilarious ways. In fact, the only thing better than the regular gravity gun was being able to use a supercharged version of it in some areas in Half-Life 2 Episode 1, whereby the zero-point energy field manipulator was able to lift far heavier objects, fling them further, and had an extremely awesome bonus of being able to flat-out kill any organic matter that it was fired at, whilst also supercharging them so if they were flung into enemies, they too would explode. Now that is a lot of power to give to players, and as you can imagine, it was only doled out in short bursts. But what a rush it becomes in those segments, right? Easily topping out as being some of the best moments in the entire franchise. But this makes it all the sadder that Half-Life 2 Episode 2 ditches this version of the weapon entirely. You still get the regular gravity gun, but thanks to an event in the game, the power to overcharge is stripped entirely, meaning that those brief moments of true chaos are all we get. And number one, all of the weapons. Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Oh dear, what's happened here? Now, with video game sequels, people expect, much like their film counterparts, for things to be bigger and better, which was certainly not the case when it came to Mirror's Edge Catalyst. The title ended up being a shallow reflection of the original across the board, making things feel substantially linear and phoned in. Yet the biggest crime of all, it was removing the ability to use any weapon in the game. Now, while the weapons on offer in the original were pretty standard fare in the grand scheme of things, being able to parkour over obstacles, slide under guards, and then quickly snatch guns out of their hands to use against them made even basic weapons awesome. I mean, after all, you just enacted your own mini-action movie stunt. How could that not be amazing? Well, Catalyst came along and ruined the fun by removing this ability to disarm and destroy entirely, making for situations where you felt restricted and even completely underpowered despite you having pulled off moves counter to that. It's a true shame that removing weapons entirely ended up shooting Catalyst in the foot. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.